Welcome to another episode of the Ticklish. Hey, don't don't do that. The Ticklish Travel. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of <laughs> the Ticklish Traveler and his travel tales. Don't do that. Oh, Buonasera, everybody. Hostels. I used to stay in hostels in Santa Monica before I'd go into, fly into Europe. And right below the hostel there in Santa Monica, they had bike rentals. And these were real comfortable bikes. They had the big balloon tires and the comfortable bouncy seats. And he had a basket. So I'd go get myself some goodies. I grabbed some shelled peanuts. And I didn't know, get a candy bar and wanted milk. So I got chocolate milk and those peanuts and a little bit of fruit. And off I went. And it was in the mid 70s. I'm going to guess it was early February. Well, once you get out of that Venice Beach area, I couldn't believe it. There was nobody on the beach. There was nobody swimming. and I, It was a shocker. I couldn't believe it. So I, after swimming, sat down in a little chunk of shade that I found. And this family came up. They didn't speak any English. And they were from Mexico. And we were exchanging food. They had some real tasty melon. And I gave them some of the peanuts I had. And they had the little kids running around. And we had a good time. And I spent most of the day on the beach. And I came back to the hostel. I was tired. Well, there was a Swedish guy there. And like most Swedes, he was a big fella. He was about the size of Haas Cartwright. And there's a couple other fellas in the room. And they were little torpy guys. Oh, I don't know, like maybe Wally Cleaver, Gilligan, something like that. Well, they were filming a movie right down below. And the people in the room, they were kind of thrilled, you know, seeing the security guards and the cops and everybody gathered around this movie. Well, that... Swedish guy, he was smoking dope, and he kept hitting the pipe out the window. And the cop looked up, and then he he blew a big puff of smoke out the window. I mean, you got to be kidding me with this guy, you know. Oh, he was real. This Swedish guy, this big guy, he was young, maybe 22, I'm guessing. Would you like to see... We'd like to see it. Wait a minute, man. I ain't that way. <laughs> no, it's a knife. And, that, and that. he didn't know it was a knife. Man, Errol Flynn would have been having fun with this thing. It was a big pirate knife. And I'm telling you, if you would have given that to Peter Lorre, he would have killed half of the town with that thing. It was a big, sharp knife. 
and he was real proud of it. He was going to bring it back to Sweden, and I said, that's good. You know, and he was talking about this Geneva, and boy, oh boy, I, I just crashed out. I was just exhausted. Hey, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing with that knife? Hey, hey, man, hey. Oh, man. What a strange dream I'm having. Oh, oh, oh. One of them little guys, like Wally Cleaver, he was screaming bloody murder. It was no dream. Uh, wait, wait a minute. Where is, where is my passport? The Swedish guy got stoned. And he was high on pills and drugs and stuff. And he thought this little fella in the room, in the hostel, in Santa Monica, he thought this little fella stole his passport. And where is, where is my money that you, you have taken? I, hey, 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 put that knife down. Hey. Oh, man. Gosh darn it. So I had to get up. This guy had no chance against his Swede. I didn't either. But I had to at least try, you know what I mean? Like, hey, man, I put my hand between him and the and the other guy, that little guy. Hey, man, just calm down, you know, lay down, you know, rest a little bit, and think about where you put it, okay? And the other guy, he pissed his pants. He was real scared. And the Swede... I, 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 I never much get some passports, and I, hey, man, I hit him on the shoulder, you know, real strong, like, like, hey, don't worry, you know, we're not going nowhere, just relax, maybe I fell out the window or something, and I will, I will think, I will, I don't know, so he crawled up in the bed, I talked him to lay down, and when he crawled up in the bed, he moved his pella, and that's where his passport and his money was. Was <laughs> he shoved it in his pella case? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and the little guy started yelling at him. Oh man! Oh man! Gee, Willikers! And I couldn't believe the people you meet in hostels. Oh, brother, boy, mercy me, man! Gee whiz! Okay, everybody. <laughs> everybody. Serbian sandwich, which was filling and tasty. It was chicken. I was sitting on a broken bench in Belgrade, just eating a sandwich, a Serbian sandwich with the paprika and onion. I got my fill. I sat there. And looked at me tree. On tree was a little bitty scrap paper, kind of crinkled, and it said room, which is sob. S-O-B-E, they're sobered. Okay, so I climbed up, of course, the wrong stairs, and scared a couple of ladies, and they kind of a little bit screamed. <laughs> and I ran down, and after about Oh, forget about about. After two tries, I made the right path up these Belgrade stairs, and I found some youth hostel. 
If you don't know, a youth hostel is just a name for a room, a place where you share six beds, eight beds in one room, and you don't have to be a youth there for everybody. Okay, so here I am, and there's a little bitty lady there, Yiyana, and she was smoking, some smoky oaky lady. And I sat down with her, and I told her, you know, Yasemite, but she, she didn't care. I gave her a few bucks, and I checked in. Well, this hostel there in Belgrade was full of some people from Slovenia. And the little greeting area was just two little chairs, and these were not broken, and they were a little bit creaky. And this Yana and me, we'd sit there and talk all day. Sometimes I had company in these chairs next to me at this little bitty hostel. There was just the two rooms. One had eight beds, one had six. And on one of the beds was this frizzy-haired guy. He looked like Larry on the Three Stooges. And he was skinny, and he was nervous all the time. And he'd only sleep in there for a few hours, and then he'd leave, and he'd never say anything. Well, after a week, Yana, the lady that worked the hostel, she told me he's a taxi driver. And he's just sleeping on the guy's beds when they leave. <laughs> and he'd give her some cigarettes and chocolate milk, and she'd let him do it for a bribe. Well, I became friends with this lady, and she was the only employee that this hostel had. It was just like a flat apartment over there in some old rundown building that they were renting out. And this little old lady that smoked cigarettes all the time and drank coffee, me and her became acquainted, even though I didn't really speak that good of Serbian. I'd go down and get these palachinkis for her. And these palachinkis is just big, giant pancake like about a trash can lid. It's the same size, again, as a trash can lid. And they, they put chocolate over it and some strawberry, whatever you want, and they roll it up like a burrito. And me and Iyana... Karanovich, she would sit there and, and eat these cigarettes and smoke these pancakes, and it was a real good deal. And then I got to meet what I want to talk about is some Slovenian people. The place was crawling with Slovenians. Vika Delic. Again, her name, and she was almost as tall as me, a six foot tall woman, Vika Delic. And she's sitting on my lap, and we were sipping wine, and we were all singing. It was great. There was another one. I can't remember her friend's name. And then there was a young kid from Slovenia and his brother and their mother. And they were traveling around. They went down to Turkey and we were drinking wine with them and smoking cigarettes and watching Yana slop down these pancakes. And man, I couldn't believe she would work there from seven o'clock in the morning until midnight and then she'd go home and she'd walk through the alleys and then pick up a bike and catch a ride from the neighbor and man she had a long way to go and then she'd get home for a little bit of a snap and a sleep and she'd come back and she says i was her daughter or somebody came one day and told me the reason that she's working so much this little old lady it was chubby and smoking way too much. This little old lady that worked in the youth hostel in Belgrade worked because she wanted a dryer and a washer. 
he was doing everything by hand, knocking them on the rocks, like they did in the old wagon train shows in the old West. Well, the Slovenians and me, we became very acquainted too, especially Mika Delich on my lap. And she was some kind of a weird rock singer and all that. She had a weird haircut. She was kind of pretty and tall. We all went down in the street one day and we were singing and having a good old time and the police chased us off. There was some race with a fellow named Carl Lewis and he was kind of popular back then. He won some Olympics and stuff. He's an American runner. So they had to clear all the streets, all the winos and no goods and I guess that's where I came in. <laughs> Me and Vika and her friend, we had a real good time. We were climbing trees and on swing sets and parks and running around in the midnight hours, wee hours there in Belgrade. And it was real fun to meet up with some different people who like to sing and swing and laugh and have fun. Okay, everybody. Thank you. Top of the morning to everybody. It was pouring down, drenching, cold, miserable rain as the bus pulled in to Dublin, Ireland many, many years ago. Me and a couple German gals and a few others, we jumped off that bus, walked in the hostel, and we were all drenched. We got the last five beds in all of Dublin. Everybody was booked. It was, I believe, late March. And it was there, St. Patrick's Day. And we were lucky. Well, I pulled a bunch of crowns out from a Czechoslovakia. And these girls, these real tall, pretty girls. How did you know? How did you know? They had just came there from Prague. She says, oh, well, I can tell by how beautiful you are and all this. <laughs> so I paid with check crowns. Nobody else that was with me, nobody had any cash local. And they gave me the bed right off. These girls from Prague, there was two of them. And we got along real well. And then there was another young fellow there from Prague. I remember it was Pavel. And he worked at one of the markets, the fresh fruit markets, and he used to come back to the hostel in Dublin with a whole bunch of fresh veggies, and we made big salads for him and me and the two cat girls, and I was always bringing candy bars for us, Snickers and whatever they had, I can't remember. But we sat around the counter in the hostel in Dublin, Ireland, and we had a real good time. I was there, I don't know you know, a couple of weeks or so. So we were becoming real friendly with one another. And they had a little sofa out in the lounge area. And we'd all sit out there and laugh and tell a story. And, and there was checkers. One day, the door opened up. And this tall, young, dark-skinned fella walked in. And I looked at the guy and I go, man, this guy's old Nashi. I could tell right away. I don't know how. Just the feelings I had in my blood. He was 
somebody from the village where my family come from. Hello, I need room. I am Pony Bilach. <laughs> hey, don't be dying. Hey, and the boys are all, hey, 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 and again, hey. Me and him, we got along real well. He even knew one of my Rojaks over there from mom's side. I don't know if it was Vronia, but I forgot, but he knew my relatives in Yugoslavia. And this Tony Bilac is who I want to talk about. He stayed there in the room with me, and he'd come down and pay. And instead of paying, he'd start tap dancing. And we'd all start clapping our hands. Hey, oh, 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 hey. Everybody's laughing at this guy. <laughs> he was a real character. This one new girl from Greece was working the counter. And I was sitting on the sofa out in the lobby. And Belach comes down. I don't have any money. And the girl says, yes, can I help you? But I'm I'm actor. You must give me a whole room for free because I'm a very famous actor from Bosnia. Sir, you're gonna have to know. And then he grabs and he's autographing for it. They keep change and but don't mind. Oh <laughs> then he starts tap dancing again. And we're clapping and singing. And then he tells this Greek girl, he says, but I must have cigarette because I'm from Bosnia and it's a very uh, much tradition in Bosnia to have cigarettes in morning. Well, the girl had enough of them and she gave the guy a cigarette. And he looked like a movie star. All the girls liked this guy. And he looked like that Gary Gable or one of them old guys from the 30s. So she gives old Belotch a cigarette, he lights it up, right in front of her, and he looks at her, and he says, but where is coffee? I must have coffee. It's oh, against law not to have coffee. From Bosnia, you must have cigarette and coffee. And by now, and this girl, she gave him coffee. This little Greek girl. She gave him cigarette. She gave him anything he wanted. I can't believe this guy was getting free rooms. He was getting cigarettes. He was getting coffee. It was like the old vaudeville days, and he was a real character, this Tony Bilac. He wouldn't spend a penny, and we would just sit there and watch him, and he'd recite poetry. <laughs> and in the room, oh, man, oh, man, one day that Gregor Gergoff, it was complete catastrophe in the hostel room in Ireland. Everything was floating around. Backpacks, sunglasses, toilet paper, socks. Uh, Gregor had a Bulgarian keeper, or maintenance guy, janitor, cleaner, whatever you want it. He flooded the toilet and it busted. And he tried to fix it and it, it was like a Peter Seller movie. I mean, it was probably two feet high, this water. Tony Bilach walks in. But I must protest. Uh, it is not in contract for me to scuba dive. <laughs> oh, this guy, he was 
excellent in English. Oh, man, he had us all laughing. I remember there was one guy above me, and he was a little bitty tiny guy, and he was sleeping all the time. And I don't know how long I was there. Never mind that this guy was sleeping through the flood. He was sleeping through Belotch's poetry readings. One night, it was really late, five in the morning. It was a guy above me. He was a little black guy. He looked like George Jefferson. And he came in and he paid in coins. He put the coins on the counter. And, man, he had just barely made it. He was playing guitar in a certain area. And all the people had come out of the bars drunk. And it was his spot. And that's how he paid, with just coins. And that's why he was sleeping all day, because he was playing guitar at night. Well, I talked to him a little bit. And he was hungry. I gave him a bag full of apples and bananas. I said, I'm, you know, I'm real sorry. I, I don't have any more to give you than that. I, I'm eating with these guys here. This Babel's giving me food. And I'm getting candies, you know, from this little store over here. He says, okay, man, I appreciate it. You know, so he ate them. He ate those apples. I mean, they're all just nothing but cores and, and the seeds. And then he ate the bananas. And meanwhile, Gregor Gareff, he's still, he's still working on the toilets. And <laughs> Here's me lunch. He comes walking in after not spending any money for a couple of weeks. He got brand new boots on. It cost him 250 local currency air money in Ireland. And we couldn't believe it. Then he really started tap dancing. And it was like one of those Spanish guys or something. It was like, man. Oh. <laughs> he says to me, I'm lawyer. What? It was just me and him in a room. I'm lawyer. Oh, yeah. And he, Opens his bag, and he had this, and this, and this book. They were as big as library dictionaries. I don't know how many he had. He could have built a house with them. You gotta be kidding me! You bring all that. I must work. I'm not really actor. People believe I'm actor. I go, Tony. People believe you're a nut. <laughs> you guys are nut. Aludo, hey. Oh, he says, I, but I still get cigarettes and coffee from them, so I'm some good nut. <laughs> this was one of the characters. He was going around with all the girls and getting everything from them. And he was a real nice fella, but he was a little bit wacky. And all those people that came in that hostel from all the other hostels, that were in the neighborhood. There was a big group of Sicilian guys. They come walking in, and they were sitting down next to us on the sofa and on the floor. It was just like a floor show. And this one Sicilian guy told me, he says, you and your friend from Serbia, you guys, is very fun. We don't like our hostel. It's boring. Everybody reading, nobody talking. You guys, it's very good. You got to come to Sicily. It was like we were some kind of a vaudeville act. <laughs> As Tony started dancing, and I'd start clapping. Oh, man, it was fun. It was just a lot of fun. 
meeting a, a fellow Serbian guy in Dublin, Ireland. And I hope you all enjoy this. All right, go ahead, ignore me. You'll be pampering at me when the money starts rolling in. Oh, oh! <laughs>